Welcome to the Gamer Trainer Podcast. We talk about everything from the body, business, and brains of gaming to help you, the gamer, level up your life in and out of games. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. Today's episode is going to be mainly focused around sponsorship. I'm going to talk a little bit about how it was, how it felt for me when MyFree got our first sponsor and the best way for you to approach getting your first sponsor for your esports team, for yourself, or for your own brand. So essentially, MindFreak's first major sponsor was Razer. Um, it was just a peripheral sponsor- sponsorship at the time. No cash dollars, um, but we were super excited. And I still remember the day exactly. I remember Johnny denied Malika was actually staying over at my house. He flew over from Melbourne. was over for about a week or so. And at the time, I had been... We'd been very desperate to try and source sponsors. Uh, we didn't really have any great ambitions for, for financial stuff. We just It was just for the acknowledgement, just for the, I guess, for us to feel like we were, we were professional, we were sponsored, or we could put a logo on our tops, we could put sponsors on our, on our banners, and just, just to feel more accomplished. And we had, I had developed proposals and sent it out to so many companies involved in gaming, peripheral companies, to to monitors, to anything you can think of with, it, with the computers. And this is, remember at the stage, we were pretty much just a PC Call of Duty team. Um, we did have plans expanding to other games, and um, they did happen to make some requests when we got them for us to expand, in particular, to Xbox Call of Duty because they had the new, their new controllers coming out, which was ironic because that's pretty much what started it. And, and now we're very famous, obviously, for the, for the console Call of Duty team, and it's because of, of Razer's influence that we actually decided to make that push in the console. So quite, quite funny that. Obviously now we work with different sponsors and different companies, but we've still always supported the game from the very start to net right now in 2017. But that feeling we got when we first got the sponsor was, was amazing. I was so pumped up. I saw the email come through from one of their marketing managers. Hey, you guys, we're looking to offer. Um, we saw your proposal. We really like where you guys are heading, we want to pick you up, we can offer you this, um, but we also would like if you guys mo- moved into, into console Call of Duty, and w- I was ecstatic, I was so happy, I remember I actually ran into the lounge room like a excited little kid, I actually like slammed, I hit the door, because this is what I do when I get fired up, I get, I throw things and I bang desks, like it's just part of my passion for the game and for esports and for Mind Freak. That feeling, I still, like I said, vividly remember it to this day to a T. One of the key reasons, now, when it happened, there was a, a bit of jealousy in the scene because people thought this Mind Freak team so new, how did they get someone like Razer when all these other teams that have been around for, for longer were struggling to get any, any sponsors, even though it was just peripheral. And it, honestly, at the end of the day, it actually cost me as an organization owner more money because I had to spend money, or it was all sent to me, all these products, and I had to spend money posting out to players. So it actually cost me, it didn't actually benefit me. Me, obviously it benefited the players and the company themselves. But that's the sacrifices you're gonna make in the early days to just get your foot in the door and start making a name for yourself. But essentially, what we really did with our proposal to Razer was, was try and stand out and be different. Was make it very much about what we can do for them. Because like I've stated, I have stated in other videos that these random competitions that you play in Australia, even these one-day tournaments, cyber gaming competitions, all these other tournaments, to them, to a 
to a company overseas that has marketing managers in, in Asia or, or Europe or various areas of the world, they have no freaking idea what these competitions are that you're pretty much telling them. And to be honest, they don't really care because you winning competitions, unless you're at the very top echelon of competitions, unless you're talking IEM, DreamHack, all these top level competitions, winning these smaller competitions is not really going to do much to, to help them raise more money, to bring their brand more awareness. Because those competitions you're winning, they don't have thousands of viewers, they don't have huge stadiums full of people. They don't draw the awareness that you need to make it worthwhile of having you know, their logo on your top. They just simply don't. So really at, at the start, you need to make it all about them. What you can offer them that's different to, to what they currently have, to, especially if you're in a different market as well, because if they're already supporting a team that's at the very top of your region, why would they waste more money sponsoring a team that's maybe fifth, sixth on the pedestal compared to the top team that they already sponsor? Why? The why is you, you need to offer something different. And our why, as an example, was a good, this is a good example of how we worked with SteelSeries, who had never sponsored another team in Australia except for Team Immunity, because they already viewed Team Immunity as the top echelon in esports and in particular games at the time. Obviously, things have changed a little bit now. It's a lot more competitive. But they saw us as doing something very, very different. We came in with this big support for console. We came in with this big idea of, of really pushing, pushing social media a lot more than Team Immunity was, doing a lot more like sort of YouTube content, um, getting in uh, a sniping team at the time, getting YouTubers in general to support us, be part of our little entertainment, Minecraft entertainment team. And we were doing a lot of things different in the community. We were running a, bit, a few more competitions. We were, we were just out there more active. And they saw us as that different, although they supported our esports teams, they saw us as offering something different, a different package and a unique experience to what they already had in Australia and in this region. So that's why they could and why they saw fit to sponsor two teams in Australia when previously it had never been done. Why? Because every single person was packaging themselves up the same as Team Immunity. Our package was different. What we were offering was different. And like I said, with our marketing tool, we made it all about them. It wasn't about going to these companies and being like, hey, we are a Call of Duty team, we won these competitions, and we need flights and accommodation and gear to get in this competition. No, 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 no. Our approach was, hey guys, we are Mindfreak, we have teams in this, this, and this, however, we have ambition to get here. Now, I don't mean get here like to get to America, but ambition to grow the scene, grow our partners, do this for our partners, to bring you along for the ride, and we want to do this for you. We can do this at the moment, but and we also want to do this. If you guys support us, we can do these further things. If you give us more product, we can expand our YouTube team, bring in more awareness, do more giveaways. It's all about what we what we could do for our partners. And notice that with MyFreak, we within our circle and without the companies we work with, we never we don't like the word sponsor. We like the word partners because sponsor for me is you standing there with your hand out waiting for people just to, to throw things at you to help you. you no, know, waiting for those handouts. No, when we work with someone, we want to be partners because we want them to help us grow our brand and we want to help them grow their brand. That's what you need to do. Stop waiting for handouts and start really thinking, how can I not get sponsors, but how can I get partners that have the same visions that, 
and values that align with me and how we can both grow together. What can we give to them? You know? And if a company gives you $500 worth of product at the start, because be realistic, especially if you're very young and, and not an accomplished org, you, got, you need to take sometimes what you're given. But if they give you $500 worth of product, you give them $5,000 worth of your time and value. Until, obviously until you reach a, a, an area at the top echelon where you can demand a little bit more, where you do have the success to back it up, you've got the supporters to back it up, that you can be a little bit more picky and say, hey, we actually, we've been through the hard yards, we demand a little bit more. But at the start, you need to be realistic and you need to really put in a lot of hard work and grind and hustle. And even some sponsorships, like I said at the start, with ours, will actually cost you because you need to get the products out to players. But if you don't have the finances, you don't have the reputation, it's a hit, I'm sorry, that you're just going to have to take. But I'm telling you guys, when you put in the work, because like I said, we got Razor and I was, that time, I was so ecstatic. I saw the email, ran out into the kitchen, told Johnny, slammed the door in happiness, and he was jumping up and down together. We were so excited. And it was such a great feeling. It was, especially because in front of my, my own dad, who's always used to say to me, stop wasting money, my freak, stop wasting money here. And nothing's ever going to come of it. To actually turn around to him and, say, and be like, whoo, we've actually been given stuff. And when, you know, when boxes and boxes of peripherals rocked up in my driveway, my dad's face was like, what the hell? How are you getting this stuff just by playing video games? It was proving him wrong as well. But when that happened, I was so excited. And then you build off that, guys. You build off that, but also be aware that for every one of those sponsors you get, they send you that email back and you're happy, you're going to have a lot of rejections, a lot of no's, and sometimes a lot of people are ignoring you. But it doesn't matter. Believe in your vision, believe where you're going. And like I tweeted earlier this week, chase the vision, not the money. Keep following your vision and following what you're passionate for. The money, the opportunities will come. Don't just sit there and wait for these opportunities and the sponsors to come. You need to go down and you need to keep on kicking these doors open, creating these opportunities. If someone says no to you now, keep building. And then six months later, come back and say, hey, this is what we've done in the last six months. Do you want to work with us now? If they still say no, say, hey, okay, the time is not right for you guys to work with us, but what do you, give us a bit of feedback on what we'd need to do to be able to work with us. And whatever feedback they give you, use it, implement it, and move forward and never take no for an answer. Just keep coming back, guys. Remember, it's not about how many times you fall over. It's about how many times you keep getting back up. That's it for today, guys. I hope that inspires you, especially young org owners out there, people with ambitions, even for teams that aren't a part of an org. If you're looking for independent sponsorship yourself, take note of these words. And if you, have, if you need any questions answered, hit the comments below, tweet at me at MF underscore Riggs with a Z. DM me as well on Twitter if you want to. I'm always open to helping you guys. If you have any questions, I'm here to help. Hope that helped, guys. Take it easy. <laughs>